Hello, and welcome to the Mass Startup Podcast. This is a podcast for Africa's opportunity seekers, problem solvers, future shapers, world builders, and entrepreneurs, hosted by me, Mashudu Mudal. Every week, we will use this podcast as a platform to encourage, empower, and educate young people in Africa on entrepreneurship and business. This next episode was recorded during the Rebo Amapigo Festival that recently took place in KZN. The Rebo Amapigo Festival is a celebration of community, creativity, and innovators that are changing the world. Hope you enjoy this next episode. So my name is Sisada Njinga and um, I have been one of the facilitators um, at the academy. I have been moderating some of the couch sessions and I have also been um, creating content for Amapigo uh, about what is happening at academy. How many years have you been doing this? Wow, I have been writing for Red Bull since 2014, I think. And then the sessions? It's weird. The sessions kind of like, there was something that kind of fell on my lap by accident um, because I was working with the SEs so closely and stuff and I was interviewing them anyway. Um, we kind of have workshops on storytelling and how to build your narrative as a social entrepreneur. And one day, like, Umpile was just like, yo, Sander, uh, come through, there's a workshop, come and do it. Come do this presentation and let's see how it goes. And since then, it's just kind of, grown into me facilitating bigger events and emceeing more of the Red Bull events. So, uh, I mean, I've, I've been um, privileged enough to learn from you on doing like one of these couch sessions and you've interviewed some really incredible people. What would you say were some of the highlights? I think for me, my biggest highlight was definitely Matthew Kincaid. Um, he spoke to me in so many different ways. Like we connected in so many deep levels. I feel like his story was my story. You know, when he was like, he was the only black kid in a class, I could relate. Um, when he said, you know, it was very hard for him to kind of fit in because one minute he is in this very black environment, which is home. And then he has to balance that with having to go to a predominantly white school and then still being, you know, somebody who kind of fits into both worlds. So I think, there was a there were a lot of things that he spoke about that resonated with me, which is why I kind of got really really emotional. Um, I mean, I've never really cried <laughs> while sure doing an inter- like yeah like in, a, in any interview before. Um, I like to think I'm very professional, but yo Matthew Shem, no, he he did other things to me. So, what would you say, um, sort of the work that you've been doing with SEs? What has been um, some of the stuff that you've gone through? Um, with them, right? So I always feel like these academies are more of a journey mm-hmm. um, from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then also after the, the academy, there's so much more that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think what's really cool is you do kind of walk with them and you kind of, they go through so much within the 18 months. There, there are downs, there are, there are highs, there are lows. And it's just always nice to, whenever there wins, their wins are my wins. Like, Murendeni, for example, when I found out that his water was now going to be at spa, I lost my shit. Like, I was, I was calling my mom. It, it literally felt like <laughs> it was my thing, you know? So I think that's the cool part about it. You, you're constantly inspired by watching them grow. And somehow you grow too. Their stories become your stories. Mm. So I think that's, that's, the, I think that's what I love the most about, about working with Red Bull. It, it's a community. It's family. 
So everybody's win is your win. When somebody fails, you, your heart breaks. I mean, Rensha, a couple of weeks ago, somebody had... Um, She's, she's, so she's the founder of Growbox, and they have little seedlings that they grow and sell to, to the community, right? And it turns out that people came in and they vandalized and they stole her goods. And it broke me. Like, I cried like it was my stuff, like it was my work. So all of the things they go through, you kind of also go through with them because you've been there from the start and you've watched them grow. Yeah. yeah. And... Um like, I, I just, I'm always in awe when I sit with these people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, I'm trying to save the world, but I'm also trying to build a business. Yeah. But I'm really actually trying to save the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what have been, you know, some individuals that you'd pick out that you feel like have done such insane work? Sure. You know, seeing the impact of the academy on who they are and also what their businesses looked like before and mm. then after um, the program. I must just choose a few. Um, <laughs> like, like it's it's hard to choose just a couple, but like, like I said, Murendeni is is one of them. Like his story is just so inspirational, and um, yeah, to just see him grow from strength to strength and just actually sell this water and make money out of it. Because you're right, as an SE, you just want to do good, and so it doesn't matter whether the check comes in or not. But when you watch them scale their business and there is money involved, so Murendeni. I think with um, uh, Cusini Water, um, Rensha with Growbox. Um, who else? Hang on. It's just because I've, I've been with them now. Ah, Siafunda um, with Zakeni as well. Zakeni's done some amazing, amazing work. I mean, he's, he's grown Siafunda from just like one little app um, to servicing not just people at schools, but people who haven't gotten the opportunity to go to, you know, proper institutions. Um, who else? I, no, I'll, I'll stop there because, yeah. Would you say but, this, like working with the social entrepreneurs, working with Red Bull to empower them and working with Red Bull to sort of extract learnings from people that are seen to be successful as social entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. would you say it's changed your life? It most definitely has. Um, I think when I started my journey with Red Bull, I was, I was working a nine-to-five and, you know, I loved being an editor and fortunately for me, my job kind of entailed mentoring young people um, through the work that I did. Um, but I, was, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't doing the things that I truly loved because my nine to five was very restricting. And through Red Bull and working with people who just dare to dream, who just like, you know, put everything aside and say, I'm going to follow what I want. It kind of drove me to then say, actually, hang on, this is not how I want to live my life. Um, and it's brought me to a place where now I still write and I still edit. Um, I still still do workshops with young people, but I also do voiceovers now, which is something that I've been trying to do for the longest time. But as a voiceover artist, you need to be a freelancer because they'll call you at any time and you need to come in and do a session. So it's allowed me to, to challenge myself and do things that scare me and do things that I, I never thought I'd do, like standing in front of a stage and introducing people like i don't think people understand how how challenging it is to 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 be able to present in front of people and i guess that's what it's done for me it's kind of pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and like watch myself grow um per se so yeah it's it's they've, they've definitely made a huge impact on who i've become and the person i'm i'm trying to become as well 
That's amazing. Yeah. How important would you say mentorship is? I mean, do you have a mentor? Because I know you mentor some of the social entrepreneurs as well. But how important is it on both ends? I mean, mentorship is, I think anybody, everybody needs a mentor. Um, It's always good to learn from people who've done things before. And for the longest time, it was kind of hard to find a mentor. Um, I don't think you actively, I mean, some people do, but I don't think you actively search for a mentor. mentor. Mentors kind of find you along the journey. And for the longest time, I was just like, winging it and doing my own thing but I could like pick up the phone and call an Ian and be like Uncle Ian I don't know what's going down but like I don't think I can do A, B and C and he would say yo dude man this is why I think you can do it this is how I think you can do it differently and so there have been different people that have come into my life and have made some sort of impact and have somehow become mentors. Um, I think Africa Milani, who is a very good friend of mine, has somehow become my mentor now because he's in the radio industry and he does a lot of um, MCing work. And I never thought, I never in a million years thought that Africa would be one of my mentors. But now he's the kind of person that, you know, after every show, after every voiceover, after, after all of the little things that I do, I can pick up the phone and be like, yo, man, like today was really shitty and I don't know what I, I just don't feel like I can go on and do another day because yesterday was so crap. And he always just has the greatest advice and he knows how to calm me down. Um, he's gotten to know me really well when it comes to my work because I'm also very, I'm a perfectionist and I'm, I'm very hard on myself. So he's learned to kind of deal with, with my nonsense um, at times and inspire me to kind of keep going. So I think, yeah, everybody needs a mentor and, and more than one, if possible, because everybody kind of comes with different skill sets. And I think the more you have people that have different experiences in your life, the more you grow. Thank you so much. Yeah. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please share and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. You can also visit www.lucha.com for more podcasts from the Lucha Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. See you next week.